Welcome to Patriots Nation UK, brought to you by me, your host, Matt Inkstar. Hey guys, how's it going? And welcome to another edition of Patriots Nation UK. I am your host, at Matt Inkster on Twitter. Um, just myself today, there's no Nick. Um, he has been missing in action slash really busy at work lately. Um, but enough about him and more about me, because it's all about me. No, I'm only joking. Um, I am joined by a very special guest, uh, a good friend of mine. And it's, I was thinking about this. Just before um, we came on air and started recording, he was the guest of the first episode of the season, and pretty much unless they win it next week, he will be the last guest of the official season, because as of Monday morning, I guess, we're into the off-season. It's my good friend Stephen Keith. How are you doing, Stephen? Not too bad. Especially loving... I've got a team to support on Sunday. Loving Love Island, you just said to me, no? Oh no! no. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll be missing the Super Bowl. Just it'll be a Love Island catch-up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, heaven forbid, I think. Um, on that note of Super Bowl team, you are a Forty Niners fan. Um, I was going to possibly set up a three-way recording with a, a Chiefs fan, or just get a Chiefs fan to come on and do two separate pods or whatever, but no uptake from any of that lot because we all know that they hate Patriots because they are jealous as fuck. So, fuck them. Apologies for the language, but you might get a few swearies in this one, um, I'm afraid, folks. So you might want to turn it down if you're listening with your your little baby or whatever. Um, so, yeah, fuck them. Um, 49ers. Hope they win. It's not just a Jimmy G thing. It's... Um, it's for you, Stephen, um, and the other couple of 49ers supporting friends. I hope, hope you do it. And um, unfortunately, it would get a, another ring for yourselves and equal the six that we have. But, you know, we all go round in circles and it's probably time that someone else stepped up to the plate, I guess. And uh, maybe Patriots fans don't want to hear that. But I think the 99% of the NFL loving public do. Um, so... Enough about me, more about you, Stephen. What's your overall thoughts going into the weekend? Um, don't want to be too confident, but um, when your postseason looks the way that the 49ers postseason goes, you, you've got to say that confidence is there. There's confidence in the team, so it doesn't seem misfounded in any way. It's it's a team that looks like they are taking things by the scruff of the neck. So you've got to be confident going in and think, I remember the 2012 game. I remember thinking, mm, I thought it was a tough ask at the time. This feels totally different. This feels, it's a tough, it's, it's pretty much 50-50 game, but with the way we're playing, I've got to feel that we're going to take it by scruff of the neck and do it. Well, I think um, after what we saw against um, the Packers, then, yeah, that might be what happens. A bit of a smash-mouth football um, that Kyle Shanahan's serving, us, serving up for us all to watch. But, again, I've got that sort of niggly feeling in the back of my head. It's That was designed in a way that you only got to see, what, maybe 15% of the actual playbook and... 
and especially once you went ahead by so much that it was a, a point that you could not dwell on, but, you know, succeed at and run the clock down by the the way that it happened. And um, I know we've spoken about this previously, that you've got a slightly different viewpoint to me um, regarding the Packers game. But overall, I thought, you, you know, you went ahead and it was kind of like what you do if you're the underdog team is there possibly being pinned as this weekend you know you you get ahead and then you just calm it down play it out wait till the final whistle game over you win the game but I know um you have a slightly different opinion Stephen don't you yeah I mean it was a strange one that I'm sure Shanahan is would never admit that you didn't see that coming but for me I always thought always thought given how it was in the regular season I thought it's a good match I thought us against Packers and I thought if they didn't fancy it especially Rodgers he didn't fancy it if the if defensive line got to him which they did I thought they're in deep deep trouble um, and it was just how it played its way out I thought we were really really physical and that was by design. We got to them. And we sorted ourselves out. And gave, we gave a really good account of it. But I think the idea is that even these wilder screams, Shanahan couldn't have expected that. I mean, you're looking at it was the guy who ran the show all night, Moster. He, you know, he didn't start a game. And he, I reckon he would have carried, he had 29 carries in the end. He would have carried 15 maps if um, the game had played out how Shanahan thought it would play out. Despite the fact that he's came into his own, he's looked great, I just look at it and go, it was more of a team effort Shanahan expected, but he must be delighted with the way that played out. You know, you don't want to lose Tevin Coleman, but we lost Tevin Coleman, and then suddenly, Mostert just decides, it's time for the best game I'll hopefully not actually the best game he ever plays in his career because I'm hoping that Sunday's in with a shout at that because he's got to start the game but he'll, he'll really struggle to ever beat that performance on Sunday um, the Sunday past week it was just it was gorgeous and it was the way it played but yeah I thought we'd see a lot of different parts of the game if it had been closer I thought we might have needed to put the ball in the hands of Garoppolo a bit more but in all honesty, we didn't need to. We kept. Clearly, the fact is that the, the running game sets up the long game when it's required. But the idea is take the pressure off Garoppolo. I, I do believe that he he is a great quarterback. I think his mechanics are incredible, but um, he he doesn't need to be tested at the moment, so you don't test him. So I thought I thought that was that was a game for me wasn't tested, didn't need to be tested because the A game, that running game that sets up the long game, did the work for us. Yeah, I think it's, it's always a, a thing, well, myself and a lot of people speak about is if you set up the run game well, you know, gain four or five, six yards, then it makes the passing slightly easier, possibly. Um, you didn't even have to pass. <laughs> It was. I don't know. Threw the ball eight times, and some people say, "Oh, that's a." They say that's a weakness. It's like 
I don't see how that's the case. It's when it comes to it, we're we're going to go into a Super Bowl with the fact that our our quarterback he took a knock at one point, but in general couldn't have looked more fresh. He's barely done a thing in postseason. To, yeah, to warrant, uh, warrant having to do anything. So you've got you've got a player that is capable of doing some magical things with a football in his hand. I'm certain of that. But he's just not needed to. And that, that for me is great because come Sunday, uh, just the eyes of the world might be on him. They might There might be a fact the Chief might find a way to stop a run game. I'm not sure how, but they might find a way to stop it to such an extent that a very fresh Garoppolo needs to turn around and go, guys, time for me to, to step up and win a football game. Mm, it was, um, yeah, six completions from eight attempts for 77 yards. But as you say, it doesn't matter how you get there, how you cross the line. It's just the fact that you cross the line. It was, doesn't matter if Mostert got 220 yards or Garoppolo got 220 yards. Like you, you got the touchdowns on the board. You got the points on the board. You win the game, and as you say, it's kept him fresh. Um, I would possibly worry about the running game a little bit considering they managed to stop Derek Henry for um, quite short yardage in comparison to what, well, what the Patriots managed to do, unfortunately. Um, but it sets it up for Sunday. It sets it up for a great game, I guess. And um, Yeah. Dig, digging in the... Sorry, carry on, Stephen. I was just going to say the only thing against what the situation you were just talking about there with Henry is I would say the difference is that not many teams have as many running weapons as the 49ers appear to have mm. there's a lot of teams mm. out there that have one and a push two Shanahan just seems to Shanahan just seems to dig the dirt on this and just he seems to pull a new running running back or just some form of player with legs and it's like oh yeah the boys barely played a played her down but he just seems to appear from somewhere and then suddenly it's like putting yardage on the board you're just like and that's that for me has been the difference is that we've dropped we've lost players points this year and he's been able to just go just yank somebody in from the sidelines and goes time for time for you to shine then um yeah uh, that might be the difference it's it was fascinating to me in that um green bay game that Emmanuel Sanders, and I think this is maybe testament what Shanahan and the coaching staff at the 49ers have got going on this season in comparison to last, is Sanders is a veteran wide receiver. He isn't doing the Beckham thing or whoever thing that, you know, he wants to be the limelight. He wants to ball hog and catch you know, 10 passes for 150 yards, etc. He had zero receptions for zero yards against the Packers in the, the championship game. And he was the first person to congratulate um, Mostert pretty much every time he ran uh, beyond the line to get a touchdown. He was the first person there. He's in it for the team game. He's he's in it for the ring. He's not in it for himself. And I say, I think that's testament to what as the coaching staff have built in that locker room um, at Levi Stadium. 
I'm not going to disagree with that. Um, the team game thing, I think, is really important. The, there are some individuals in there. I mean, I I find it very hard to look past Nick Bosa. The man's a monster. But then again, early season, rightly so, nobody could take their eyes off George Kittle. And everyone was convinced that when we were winning games, and me included, by the way, I thought we were winning games because George Kittle was playing well. And it just feels that that has changed postseason because of, not that George Kittle has lost any ground, but we're winning games. George Kittle's still playing very well, but he's doing things like he's blocking better than anyone, you know, and that shows team game here because, you know, we all want to be in any sport, we all want to be the guy getting the scores, whether it's baskets and basketballs, touchdowns and football. You know, we all want to be the guy getting the scores. But it's see, well, I say every day, there's large amounts of people like that. There seem to be large amounts of people in the 49ers organisation that really enjoy doing dirty, dirty work for the team, whether it be blocking Nick Bosa looks like he he couldn't have any more fun sacking quarterbacks. He or even just getting involved and pressuring. He just looks as though he couldn't have any more fun doing dirty, and that's amazing to watch because he, that's not going to happen in every team. There are players like that in a lot of teams, but like what a difference it makes when somebody just says, "I'm just going to do the sweeping up now." And he's not the only one in that defensive line, but, you know, Bosa's Sean Bright this year, just showing that that's why we've been so good. Like, our defense is just, that's where it was all built. And it's nice to see players doing the dirty and doing the blocking, doing the bits and bobs. And, yeah, Sanders might have got no actual, you know, Sanders would have done nothing for you in fantasy football this week. But I can tell you now, you wouldn't, he wouldn't have won as convincingly. He might have won the game, but he wouldn't have won as convincingly without Sanders and the team because he just, being on the field, you've always got to look at Sanders. So every time, despite the fact we kept running and couldn't be stopped, you had to look after Sanders because the moment you didn't look after Sanders, you better believe Garoppolo is holding on that ball and finding Sanders. So the scary option was always there, and that's why we're impressive because we ran the game but we had the weapons if that running game had decided to break down. Yeah, you're right enough. And it's the it's why what you're saying about the dirtiness and that, it's why I've all, I've been leaning towards the the forty ers even, you know, just as a partisan sort of um, man in the middle here I've been leading towards the 49ers because I can just see them being you know it's offence against defence but they've got a good offence as well they've made he's sort of managed to shine up shit basically in some cases I mean Debo Samuel's been revolutionary this year Bosa has pretty much been you know, the most pro-ready <coughs> rookie that I've seen in quite a while. Um, so Armstead stepped up this year. Buckner's continued his form um, that he was showing in previous years. They're, they're all doing 
they're all doing their job and they're doing it really well is essentially what I'm trying to say um, in not so many words. But looking at the, the actual offence itself and I think you touched on Kittle a minute ago and um, Kittle was someone I was going to ask you about because I believe he's the best all-round tight end in the game and it's that debate I think it's been going most of the season of is it Kittle, is it Kelsey, is it... Um, you know, whoever, whoever. But to me, it's Kittle. He can block. He's really good at blocking. He's also really good at pass catching, as we saw in the Saints game um, a few weeks ago. Where do you see the keys lying in this one? Where, uh, and speaking of an, uh, an attacking sense, where where do you think that Jimmy G might go or Kyle Shanahan might go and um, where the offense will go in general to try and attack the Chiefs? Um, it's a tough day for me because I think we'll win the game on defence I genuinely believe that I think we'll win the game on defence but on offence I think there'll be points in the game so offence will be important um, apparently I think I've read somewhere that the, the over under setting at something mad like 54 So last, yeah that, last I seen it was 50 and a half I think yeah, it's, it's going to be sitting somewhere around there. We're not getting a low-scoring game, even though our defence could shore something up. But let's face it, let's not write off the Chiefs. They are going in slight favourites by about a point, for good reasons. I think they're, I think their man in the middle is probably the big reason. But let's go back. For it's going to be it's going to be scores, so offence will be important. Um, it's going to be a running game, and then you're just starting to. Thing of just starting to flip coins for me. Um, we won't deviate. What's interesting is we will do exactly what we did all year. Yet what you'll find is if we win it, it's because it's not because the other team didn't know what was coming. It's the fact that they knew they've studied all the tape in the world, and still they can't stop what is coming, which is really impressive and important. So I think what will happen is. It'll just be the same again. Um, you'll see if it's if we have to go three downs, it'll be run for two, run for three, pass for five. So I think you'll see a bit more passing. So I think people might come out the other end talking about Garoppolo if we win it, because I think the the line will be Garoppolo stepped up when he needed to. I think he's going to find Kittle more often in this game. Sanders will become important. I'm going to put one out there. And he's he doesn't get the trust. But I wonder if he might find his trust somewhere. Is um, Matt Breida will produce a running game. And at some point, I just feel, because it's big game, and everybody, the idea is the same for everybody. Just, you've got one game, guys, just... You'll be sore afterwards. It'll be horrible, but just one game, and you you could write history with the correct game. So everybody, you need that full squad. You can't just you can't go with the idea. People won't go missing. They, you will need to dig deep, and you'll expect a yard here and there from some players. And I just wonder. The argument is about Matt Breida as he's fallen down the pecking order in the run. Because he's got a habit of fumbling. Um, I just wonder if at some point you've just got to go, right, 
we need to keep Bob, but Matt Breeder, if you can trust him, is a weapon. He's a big, big guy. And I just wonder if one of, if I'd say there's three stories you can talk about, it's that Garoppolo's going to finally impress people enough that they decide he's deserving of this Super Bowl. I think Matt Breeder's going to come into something and just do his job. And I just think that at some point, Kittle's going to be a superstar. I just, I see some form of something daft, some sort of third and 18 or something. Kittle's going to spin and he's going to find himself in acres. And I just, I see something happening there. I think Kittle looks as though nothing bothers him. So the idea, if somebody's going to ask him this week, how's the nerves in the Super Bowl? And Kittle will do that thing where he'll just go, what Super Bowl? He he looks as though he's just like, looks as though he might end up doing the, what the Italy squad all done when they won the World Cup a few years back. Um, Pirlo talks about the morning of the game. Um, he, was, uh, he was just playing, he was just playing PS3. And he was just like, yeah, I was fine. Played some PS3 in the morning and then I went and won the World Cup at night. I get the feeling that's George Kittle for you. He'll, he'll just be scratching his bum, sitting around, having a laugh, probably watching some wrestling because that's him, and he'll, and he'll go out and try and win a Super Bowl in the evening. Uh, it's just, I think that's going to be it. He was... Uh, it would surprise me if he was at the, the Royal Rumble on Sunday night, and yeah, you're probably right, he'll be sitting playing some 2K um, in the morning on Sunday before he needs to go and do walkthroughs or whatever is required before the game. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they, they win and then he turns up at Raw on Monday night or something daft that really wouldn't shock me at all. He's yeah. uh, he, he's, he's some lad. He he's great and I think I think it's his his utmost confidence and it's once again to go back, him and Nick Bosa just look as though looked as though nothing faced them. And I think if you're talking about attacking sense though, I think that's gonna power through because I think at some point Kittle's gonna need he's gonna be asked to turn up and and sure why I've got no issues. More, much more football intelligent people than me have claimed Kittle's the best tight end to possibly ever do it, let alone current crop. Some people are already claiming he might be the best to ever do it. And I've, I've, all I can say to that is if, if these guys who are more intelligent than me are claiming it, who am I to say? You know, you guys have watched the game. You're, you're paid vast amounts of money to analyse it. If you say it, then I'm not going to argue because he's given me a great year to watch him football. Mm, this is very true, and um, it's something I've always, <clears throat> excuse me, it's something I've always asked um, of guests, and it's something I always put forward myself as, um, you know, some sort of thing. I think you've given us three stories that, if if they're written in papers on Monday morning, you'll be. A very happy man, but I'm going to throw one out there on a 49ers point of view. Is um, one to look out for is um, Mr. Bourne. I think he could um, possibly do something on Sunday and win someone a, a few quid here or there. That's um, I've not actually looked at any odds yet, but I would imagine he's somewhere in the mid teens for any any time touchdown, and he's worth a fiver in my book. <laughs> says everything I need to know about the depth of our team that you know what Bourne wasn't even really on my thoughts there when I was thinking about what would happen and that's nothing against it 
apart from the fact that it's just just the depth of what we're producing at the moment. Um, I've watched enough Chiefs this year, and I'm, they're favourites for a reason. Only slightly, by a point, they are they are the favourites. As I say, I I feel I hope I'm not speaking out of turn with regards to this. That I feel feels like a team game from the 49er side, but I will say I've heard the phrase banded around. Mahomes is a generational talent. And I think that's what will win the game. If they win the game, it's generational talent. And a guy has just none against the cat. There's the runners in that team. Any in the defense. It's because the boy has put the team on the shoulders. And he's produced a, a game out of his hands and his arms that just nobody can contend with. Um, but it, for me, that shows the depth. That Bourne wasn't even on my thoughts, and he could. He he's got the capabilities, as I've been shown recently, that he could change the game. However, nobody I will say, nobody on the 49ers side can change the game as much as Mahomes can on his side. He is he's the most talented player on the park, but because it's one man. I'll be interested. It's not he played good defenses this year, and he's always found a way. I'm gonna put it out there that I'm not sure he's played a defense as good as our lot, though. Like on this day, I think if we turn up this good, this possible, that defense might just find a way of just saying not today, mate. Just you might be the you might be on for he'll be first ballot Hall of Famer if he keeps going the trajectory he's going to go he's going to have a wonderful career there's just always a chance that on any given day a defense might just turn up against him and just go i'm sorry mate just not today mm, well it's uh, a nice segue there Stephen. thanks very much um i was going to move on to their offense and your defense and we've talked a little bit about it there and earlier on and I've heard bits and pieces um, from various media outlets over the last week or so since uh, the season concluded and um, the the Pro Bowl doesn't really interest me that greatly. So um, it was basically ways of stopping the Chiefs. I mean, they've got various weapons and Hardman and Robinson and Hill, Kelsey, etc. Um, they've got a... a a decent enough running game as well, um, whether it be actual running backs or Mahomes himself. Um, you know, rushing five or six and having people stay back, or rushing three and four and having people stay back. Are you somewhere in the middle or somewhere on either side of that? How do you see the, the defence coping and what do you think they'll do to try and stop Mahomes at all uh, getting over the finishing mm. line and getting the second Super Bowl for the franchise? I've got that really horrible thing that I like to look at and go that if he get, I just wonder if he gets hit early because he's got fantastic legs on him and he seems to just disappear out of pockets as though it's magic. And you're just sitting there, like I've genuinely watched Mahomes sometime and go, cool, I can watch that replay 10 times and you still won't be able to explain to me how he got out of the pocket. And I just, all I can ask for is I hope at some point in the first quarter that somebody hits him 
I don't want to make the game because I think that would ruin a spectacle. I th- but I, I do say that if he was to take a knock, I think he's that important to that team that they, they can't win it without him. So for me, the idea is you've got to stop that running game. So you've got to stop the confidence. And I just wonder if some one of the big lads can get to him. Because I don't think he'd be shook by Bosa hitting him. Although I think if Bosa hits him twice, I think, I think he might start to worry. Because Bosa's naturally strong, but he's, he's dynamite quick off the mark. But I just wonder how he would cope if if he gets got at early. If he has to start, because he's, he's he's that talented. He's got he's not he's not a plan A guy. He's he's plan A. He 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 looks as though he's got about three different ways he can throw on any given down. And if none of them look possible, then he just seems to look at his legs and go, "Well, it's your turn to go." Um, and he just impresses me that way. I think stopping him being able to go to disappearing out of pockets and running, because if you can stop, if you can stop an option, that's all you're looking for. He's always he's got the most weird, weirdly impressive throw that I can't figure out how it works. But take an option out. He's always going to be able to throw, and you've got to presume. That you can't cover all the options, or he's probably always going to have something in his mind. His eyes are always up. I just wonder, take that option out and basically give him enough of a scare to say, to make him think twice. Because a quarterback can't keep getting hit. They need protection, and that'll be a big thing. If their protection holds up, then he'll have a great night. But if there's any sign that his protection breaks down, and they take out his his running game, just his legs, that might be something. Because I always feel that he, he somehow finds enough room that he'll have an option. Because he, he seems to be able to hit more, more blades of grass than any quarterback living. He just he seems to find throws that stay in play and find his own team's hands. I just don't know how he done it. If I could sit here, I reckon we could reel off 20 different passes he's made this year and just sit there and be in bewilderment that he's made them. He's not just one or two here and there that shows potential. It's just, it's just there's so many of them we could be here all day. Mm. I think um, Lamar Jackson... That's what he wants to emulate. He wants to be the new Mahomes, but he's just not quite at that level yet. Otherwise, he'd be um, going to Miami on Sunday, um, I would think. But defensively as well, how do you think they'll scheme it? Do you think they'll... um, You've said about going for Mahomes, giving him a couple of shaky hits, just like if you're in soccer, you know, you're the defender up against the... Ronaldo or Messi, you go through the back of him and go, right, I'm here, I'm here to play. You know, you know you're know, you aware of me, you know I'm here. But you think they'll scheme to sort of to go man or, or zone? Because it's quite difficult to go man on on the Chiefs, I feel, because of their speed and such like. Or, you know, how do you think it's going to play out that way? I'll tell you something that despite the fact that I'm a, I'm a great believer. My worry would be somebody like Sherman, 
defensively because I saw Sherman get a little bit caught. Now, nobody for me reads the game like Sherman. Um, but the other side of that is Sherman in his latter years is now playing zone. So might, maybe it might be his game. We might all, I might say this, I worry about Sherman, but also the other side of it, somehow he might be defensive player of the evening because he's playing zone and he might just start reading things like Sherman of six years ago. And if that's the case, they're in deep, deep trouble. Um, but if they think it's about legs, they might target they might they might target Sherman, which is weird because Aaron Rodgers apparently made great claims of the one thing he always had in his mind apparently when he's throwing against him is never play to Sherman. If you if you have options to play elsewhere, do don't play to Sherman. I think it might be a little bit different because with all due respect to Rodgers, Mahomes is a better quarterback than Rodgers. Much more talent in the arm. Whether he's got as much going on upstairs as Rodgers, that might be a different thing. But Mahomes, I feel, is the natural ability is he can pick out anybody in in deep on, on that field. So he might start targeting things like that with legs. I think defensively we might look at... That's why I say it's got to be heavy pressure. Because I feel like you've got to give him less of a chance to show the ability. Don't let him shine. Um, because he has got the ability to start picking off things. And that's that's the danger. Is you know the ability. And you can't just go... like I love, I love watching Tom Brady. But we know Tom Brady these days is really effective in that five to ten yard gaps you don't see him throwing so many bombs these days whereas so you can you can play into that but when somebody like Mahomes is out there basically telling you and just reminding you by saying he might just start throwing a couple of bombs he might fail the first couple of times but he will be reminding you the ability in the arms here guys so you you can't fake this and that worries a defense because you can't go all gung ho because you can't. It'll be. It'll just need to be a really balanced defense because I've seen this a couple of times this year. Take a gamble and just say, like with Rogers, I think there was a few gambles there saying we got him early. We'll try and just blow blow you out of the game early. And I thought I thought we did that really well. And all credit to Rogers for actually sticking around and putting as many points on the board for Packers as they did. I was really shocked after how they got blown away in the first half. But I just don't think we'll do that with Mahomes. I think there'll be too much respect that he has got all the ability to go deep. So it'll be a really balanced defense. Maybe much more cagey than we'd like to see, which I don't want. I wanted to go. I want to go gung ho. I want them to absolutely go for it and try and dominate a game. But that's very easy to say from here. Not managing a Super Bowl team. <laughs> yeah, and I think the um, the average spectator, the neutral fan, would want to see that gung ho mentality come to fruition. To certainly get over the fifty point mark, which I think it probably will. Um, maybe even go towards 60 and 70 points um, potentially so speaking about points 
Um, you're obviously going to go 49ers win, but what kind of score line do you think it'll end up being? Uh, I just don't know. Um, <laughs> I've got a... Don't have to give a score line like, if you don't want. Yeah, if you want to go a, no. like a, a one or two score game or whatever you want to. So what? So there's this stat I found out today that apparently with Mahomes in the lineup, they have never lost by more than seven points. So that's that weird thing. They're always in the game when Mahomes on on the park. That would be my dream. I, I, to be honest with you, if we won the game by a point right at the end. It does me. I don't really. I don't really mind. But from an ego point of view, and send out a massive message to say we're here to stay. I would love us to beat them by more than one score. That'd be great. Whether it be two touchdowns or just a touchdown, a kick, a ten-point win. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go and say we're gonna win it by ten. Because I, I think we're gonna go all out and we're gonna do it. I think. I think it'll all all be there. But. I don't, I don't want to say an actual score. I think it will beat the the over-under. I think it will be an over. I think we'll get 60 points, maybe. We might get 60 points. I'm just something, something not too dissimilar to... It'll be slightly closer than the Packers game, I think, which feels like a blowout. They actually came back into it, 37-20. Um... 37-27, something around about there. Okay. I, I, I have that in my head because I think there's going to be scores. Um, well, I think, as, uh, as I say, the, the neutral will be pleased with that, especially after last year's apparent drab affair. But what I've always said is defence wins championships. And again, that's another reason I'm hedging towards the 49ers is because I feel they've got the better D and they've shown, as you've mentioned previously, um They've got the better, they've got momentum, they've shown that they can attack, whether it's, you know, passing game, running game, whatever, they can get at this Chiefs defence. And it's, for me, it's just a case of who puts up more points, really. Um, and before the clock runs out, I know that's sort of the aim of the game, but alluding to the fact that, you know, there's going to be points scored, there's going to be touchdowns, it's... One of those, it's one of those I always look at. I don't know if you've done yourself, but it's one of those I always look at that on Skybet or whoever it might be, they've got, you know, touchdown and field goal in every single quarter. And this feels like a type of game that that could actually happen in this instance. Whether it does or not, I don't know. But, you know, that's the kind of thing I'm thinking that'll um, edge it towards loads of points being scored, happy days for the neutral, um, etc. And, you know, so, yeah, I would say you're right. I'd say even if you get it by eight points, you know, as you say, just to actually beat the seven-point differential that's been... I, just, I love that stat. I just think it's great. And it's an amazing stat to have sitting around, to be able to say, as a quarterback, I've never been on the end of being defeated by any more than one score. That's, that's incredible. Like, that is genuinely incredible. Um, and that's stats like that highlight the fact that, as I say, pure raw talent, he is the most naturally gifted man on the park on Sunday. But if ever there was a team game, like 
my first love of soccer. That's a pet me of team game. But I, I feel on Sunday we will see a, a bigger team game. I, I think the 49ers are going to show that you need everybody. Like coordinators, head coach, Christ. John Lynch, his, um, his fingerprints are all over this team. You know, it's just it's been incredible. Um, like just things like, you know, Lynch allowing Shanahan to have so many first round picks in that um in that defensive line, allowing B Ford to be brought in to shore up the line even more. It's just like you just he knew what was going on. He I love the fact that you looked at it and goes three and thirteen last year, was it? You know, that did not phase Lynch. It was like we're backing something here. We're backing something and this might, he must please him so much this look at and go I back something and it's the right thing because we might be a way to add another set of rings to the to the team yeah it's um, it was 4-12 and 12 they had last season but I think part of that part of that was you know Jimmy G going down and he was obviously Shanahan was potentially on the block at some points, but I think he got the leeway because of the Jimmy G injury, um, which actually worked out because he said himself, you know, one thing came out of it, it was getting Nick Bosa because otherwise they might have gone five or six wins on the season and not been that in that pick to get that, um, you know, pick up Bosa. Um, but one last thing um, that I meant to ask you about, which just came back to my mind was, which we've not talked about, is special teams. Um, as a Patriots fan, as a Belichick fan, it's always been something he's drilled into his whole squad. Special teams is something that can win or lose a game. Um, I've not seen either team that much this season because I've been obviously watching the Patriots. But, um, you know, are you confident in your special teams to make a play or... The, are you more confident in them? If, I think it's Hardman that does a lot of their running for them. I don't um, know. Where do, you, where do you stand in the special teams? Special teams, I know enough about Chief as an overall side, but I actually don't know a lot about their special teams um, at all. So it's a toughie. From our side, I can tell you that I'm, I'm confident enough. I've felt that our, I felt that our returns have been, have been solid. Have been consistent. Um, I felt our kicking has been great. Um, I would say what I have been impressed by is our defending of special teams. I said we've put on a lot of pressure, and there's been a couple of fumbles. So I, I might actually have to do a bit of YouTubing because I wouldn't mind knowing about their special teams and see. I presume they've been great. Most of that team's like. Yeah, don't get that Super Bowl, but you know, it's as much as I've made fun of it, the fact for being a one-man show, it's still a team game. You've still got to be solid in the other positions, regardless how good your quarterback is. So I presume their special teams are probably reasonably solid. But I will say that I felt we've defended ours really well. So I'm not going to say much. I don't know how much we're going to get out of offensive special teams, but defense on special teams 
I wonder if we can nick a little bit of pressure. Pressure is going to be the important thing for us all, all day, I think. Pressuring our defensive line, pressuring in general, pressuring Mahomes when the ball's in the hands, and special teams actually think about defending special teams well and keeping the field, keeping the field as long as possible um, for them. Despite the fact he can throw, like don't yeah. don't be letting any chances for him. He he'll he'll eat you. He he is he, if he gets any of him between the teeth, he is going to eat us up. I've got no problem with that, despite how good our defense is. Just I really hope we can keep the pressure high and just keep that keep him as far away from end zones for as much of the game as possible. Yeah, great shout. Give them long fields every time and make them work for their points if they are to get any at all. And um, I think what you basically said there was the Kloppo high press is the way forward for the 49ers on Sunday. And I think we're more than capable. Um, yeah, no, I totally, I, I totally agree with you. I think you are capable. And um, just want to say thanks very much for coming on, Patriots Nation UK, and giving us a, a 49ers perspective before Sunday. Um, yeah. Fuck the Chiefs. Let's go, Niners. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's hope that 3, 4, 5 a.m., whichever time we're going to be celebrating this, I hope it's hope it's not me feeling like shite. Yeah, as I say, that it'd be a bit of a, a bit of a bugger, a bit of a sting in the tail that you know you you get the the sixth ring, sixth championship for your franchises as well as in, as in terms of you, the 49ers, but for yourself personally and for other 49ers friends, then you know I'd be happy if a for you guys that if it comes true come you know as you say four four o'clock on sunday morning let's just hope we we don't get another blackout like the last super bowl you ended up in that would be to prolong everyone's night even further that was than it was a previously. long long night yeah that made it even worse but um destiny's child in the middle kind of made it a bit better so that wasn't right. too bad but yeah no thanks very much Stephen. and if anyone wants to find your niners and um, I know you like a good ramble about wrestling as well. If anyone wants to catch up with you online, where's the best place to get you? Now, I believe I'll get it right. It should be at Keisher, K-E-E-S-H-E-R, on Twitter. Um, that's probably, it's always the best place. And yeah, you're right. It's uh, it's going to be me rambling about wrestling quite a lot, but I get the feeling that um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, there's going to be a lot of chat right about a certain game. Um, I imagine the, the hype videos will be coming out. The press tour started, so I've been I've been lapping up the, the press day one. So yeah, it's it's getting exciting. Getting yeah, really just exciting. just just not lapping up the two hundred and fifty dollar price tag in that hoodie jacket thing, whatever it was. I sent you a link on it. The arson. The arson. <laughs> If anyone fancy the loot, guys, um, he's listening to this. The 49ers have released uh, a jacket for the Super Bowl that I could only describe as an arson Wenger number. It's horrendous. I'm all for a good bit of March, but $250 to look like the big French man is not for me, I'm afraid. Unfortunately, it's been it's one of those weird things that's released on both sides. They've just changed the logo because what I saw on Twitter was Mahomes and 
Jimmy G sitting side by side on the podium last night at um, the opening media night. And yeah, they were both sitting wearing these things. And I thought, oh, they're pretty cool. It's like sleeveless hoodies or something. And then, no, no, it turned into like an Arsene Wenger weird long hoodie down to your knees, like you're in some sort of rap video or whatever fashion mm-hmm. sense it is. I'm not really into kids' fashion sense these days, but no. apparently it's gonna, a cool thing, I think. Gonna add before we go that if yep. anyone's see, not seen the media day, and does like a little bit of wrestling. I don't know if you've even seen this, Matthew. Is Corbin? The, Corbin. Yeah. Adam Corbin turning up at Media Day with his King Corbin crown, hyping the Chiefs crowd. You know what? People give him grief, but I love Baron Corbin because he's the most natural heel in wrestling at the moment. I'll be hating on him more this week due to him being a Chiefs fan, but turning up with your crown on a media day for the Super Bowl is that's like proper that's proper work in the crowd that man is an absolute he's a gem yeah I think I, I think it was Will Gavin of Talksport and Gridiron um, I think it was maybe his feeder I saw him because I know he's a big wrestling fan and 49ers fan to boot um, Stephen uh, I think it was a picture that he maybe tweeted out about Corbin. Apparently, he was just there to ask. I can't remember if it was Reigns or Lesnar. Just his question for each person on the podium or roundabout, and you know the special teams players and stuff just out milling about in the, the arena was, "Do you think you can take him?" <laughs> that was it. That was his question. That was what he was milling about doing for three I'm hours or amazing. whatever it might have been. Some just boy. The same question over and over. It, it, Individual players, do you think you can be <laughs> like top heel, top heel work? So, I think on that hilarity <laughs> note, um, we'll end it there. Thanks again, Stephen, for coming on. No problem. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. Um, and fingers crossed, as I say, postseason might even get you on next week, depending on the, the result. Um, you can. Let's hope. To your heart's content, hopefully, um, for your sake. But yeah, I have been Matt Inkster at Matt Inkster on Twitter. This is Patriots Nation UK at Pat's Nation Pod at Pat's Nation UK Pod. Sorry, um, Patriots Nation UK. Uh, find us on Facebook uh, if you're still that way inclined. Um, no Instagram as yet, but thinking about that in the postseason. And yeah. Um, Take it from there and until Sunday and beyond, just remember folks, do your job as there are no days off.